Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. What did I say? A pocket theory? <laughs> you keep saying a pocket theory. <laughs> Such a dumb word, man. Apothecary. It is a stupid word. <laughs> well, I mean, Fucking it's... dumb word. <laughs> this episode of Citizen Critic. After the series finale of Shit's Creek, we check in with one reviewer who's furious about nepotism. We also read some reviews of apothecaries, including one that doesn't want your filthy crutch money. And a nightmare motel is filled with horror after horror. Plus, the TV in the next room is too loud. David, ew. This is Citizen Critic. to another episode of Citizen Critic, the podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews. I'm your host, Scott Janovitz. And I'm your host, Greg Conley. Oh, that was very calming. Today we're going to talk about Shit's Creek. Yeah. The wonderful uh, show. Pop TV original series. Well, it's Pop CBC. TV as many, it's CBC, yeah, but, uh, it was airing on Pop TV, on Pop. which many critics pointed out w- was once the TV Guide Network. Really? So yeah, I've been wondering <laughs> what the hell Pop is because yeah. I've watched it all like generally on demand, and I'm like, I think it's the original network that picked it up for the U.S. I have never. That's what I think. Naturally stumbled across Pop Network, ever. No, I've definitely heard the name before, but yeah, because uh, you watch it's Creek. Now, before that, <laughs> like I've never been flipping through the channels and been like, "Oh, pop! What's on pop?" I could be thinking of Crackle, the uh, <laughs> comedians in cars getting coffee network. Uh, Maybe. Snap, yeah. Crackle, and Pop—my favorite yeah. basic cable trio of networks. The the channels. new big three. Now Netflix airs it. So the series finale just aired. Yeah, yeah. The so I'm Creek I have not watched finale. series finale. The series finale. I love it. It's so funny. It is. So it is. It's a laugh out loud television. It show. took me a few seasons to realize why I loved it so much. But Catherine O'Hara, like Eugene Levy, I just think is the greatest straight man in the history. Like he can make me laugh. He has the, the most magical eyebrows you've ever seen. And like he just does a <laughs> subtle twinge with an eyebrow he, and he works the eyebrows a lot of good eyebrow work it is the funniest thing ever but Catherine O'Hara's character is so crazy like Moira Rose is the best character I think I've ever seen and she is just she's amazing her speech and like the stuff that she does and like the fruit wine and like all that stuff <laughs> if it, if she weren't in it I feel like David and um Alexis. Alexis would be kind of like, uh, they're a little over the top. But I feel like because Catherine O'Hara is so crazy, 
<laughs> that she, character is amazing. Oh, it's the best. The wigs. And, uh, <laughs> those, every outfit is just so bananas. So Daniel Levy came up with the concept when he was watching what he said was American reality television. So he's watching like right. the Kardashians and just thought like, wouldn't it be hysterical if like they lost all of their money <laughs> and were forced? Cause it's like, you watch those shows and it's absurd. Like they don't do, yeah. they're not doing anything. Like they're on vacation all the time and they're just like, it's ridiculous in each other's business. And you know, it's like when they even, when, I remember they were opening a store dash. Oh yeah. 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 And it was just like, like they're going to go not, work in retail. It was like, this is not a real thing. Yeah, of Even course then, not. It's like, this is not real. <laughs> yeah. The youngest one that the 18 year old sold her makeup company for $900 million or something like that. But you're going to go cut security tags off of blouses. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's yeah, right. really the other great premise of the show is it was a joke birthday gift from Johnny Rose to his son in like 1991 <laughs> it was a joke and it was completely worthless and it was they were like we're not even going to take it it's more you know it's more trouble than it's worth it was a yeah. gag gift so you know it, it's by now a universally beloved program by anybody who's seen it uh, after season one i don't think that there's a single professional negative review of this show I only found a couple of negative reviews of the first season. Yeah. The, before anybody, you know, before it became conventional wisdom that it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the most part, critically acclaimed and beloved after the first season, but there's definitely a few who didn't get it right at the beginning. And uh, we're going to read one of those for today's feature presentation. This is a review from Variety, the famed industry publication yeah. of Hollywood USA by Brian Lowry. Make this bigger so that my old eyes can read yeah, it. Yeah, I need glasses. But Shauna handed me a, her phone and she was just like, oh, it's a really funny meme. And it was like super small. And I was just like, and I looked at it and I couldn't see a fucking thing. And I was just like, that is good. And she goes, you laughed awful quick. <laughs> she was like you didn't see any of it did you and i was like well, i get it it's going in a circle <laughs> <laughs> i like how it's blurry <laughs> oh there are words i thought it was just, <laughs> this is hilarious i find circles funny <laughs> nobody can read this that's funny that's a funny joke yeah here's a review from variety 2015 season one of schitt's creek Get out in front of it, Brian Lowry. Seldom has a title been more descriptive than Shit's Creek. They really, they love it. They love it. <laughs> yeah. There's so many reviews that are just like, bad review practically writes itself, Shit's Creek. Great bad joke. <laughs> of course it is. And that, the, and, and deeper that his name is Roland Shit. <laughs> I forget. I'm always like rolling, rolling, rolling. And then some episode they'll be like rolling shit. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> a tired reunion of SCTV's Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara 
That that makes a case for putting a cap on Canadian imports. Oof. Wow. Okay. Trade war. Uh Not enough, Canada. It is anyone that watches this. And, they took our jobs. <laughs> they took our jobs. But anyone that watches this and thinks Eugene Levy, and especially Catherine O'Hara, like the two yeah. of them are in any way a tired reunion is right. That's just preposterous. Crazy. It's absolutely preposterous. A tired reunion. They just yeah. have the best chemistry. Arriving in the U.S. on the rebranded Pop Network. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. The half-hour series created by Levy and his son Daniel essentially builds a Green Acres-like show, with a pinch perhaps of Arrested Development, around a slim and juvenile pun. They don't build the <laughs> build the series around that joke that it's called Shit's Creek. Yeah, no, that's not the heart of the show. <laughs> I don't get the Green Acres comment. Like, um, fish out of water. No, oh, is that it? Yeah. Uh, or urbanites in a, yes. in a you know, in a suburb, in a yeah. rural area. Between Green Acres and now, there have been no None fish of out that. of water. None of that. <laughs> no. Um, hoping the auspices and talent will carry through. Perhaps it will for Pop's undemanding purposes but that odor emanating from Shit's creek is <laughs> at best stale lowry come on man i mean and first of all you don't what pops new it's a little spinoff you know just like, going just going in on pop honestly, network right off the bat like i never thought i'd be defending pop network but come on it's undemanding will for the fucking mongoloids <laughs> who watch pop network but for the rest of us Hey, you can see what those guys in Pop are doing? Oh, my God. They'll take anything. <laughs> what network is it on? Uh, Pop? Hua. <laughs> Bunch of hua's. The CBC commissioned series stars the elder Levy as the wealthy Johnny Rose, who suddenly finds himself impoverished after being cleaned out by his business manager. As a consequence, Rose and his soap opera star wife Moira O'Hara... <laughs> And two entitled grown kids, David and Alexis, are forced to move to the town they bought as a joke because of its name, <laughs> taking up residence in the Fleabag Motel. I don't think it's a Fleabag Motel. I think it's a perfectly nice motel. But The weirdest, one of the weirdest things for me from the first season was how kind of hipster uh, the motel is decorated. Yeah. It's like the teal walls... And the kind oh, of gold yeah. painted uh, bed frame, like yeah, the, yeah. It, it's it's all textured. I'm like, this doesn't look like any. Well, I mean, that's, but that's, I've ever I, I kind of think that's the like later on as the series develops, like not to give anything away, it's like he starts to think about like I want to build a motel franchise of like these kind of nice but like throwback design hotels. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah, it just hasn't been. It's never been. It's updated, never been updated, so it's but hip. it's clean. It seems hip again because of <laughs> yeah, the yeah. colors. Yeah. And the, yeah, yeah. I guess you're probably right. <laughs> they are pestered naturally by the mayor, Roland Shit, <laughs> played by Chris Elliott, in what's merely the latest permutation on an easily riled loon that he's done to the point of exhaustion. No. I mean. <laughs> sure, it's a Chris Elliott kind of role, but. Of course it is. It doesn't matter. I mean, what difference does it make? It's hilarious. Yeah. If you didn't think it was funny when he first did it you're not going to think it's funny now this is a, this is a stupid criticism 
Which is the whole point of this program and why we're reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you've caught on episode 11. So uh, just uh, disregard what I just said and uh, I'm going to move on. Just to reiterate the thesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we're critiquing the critics here. I think this, wait, do you think this guy got it wrong? <laughs> huh. That's weird. I think I, okay. Should we do this like as a show? <laughs> Various indignities follow, which is mostly just an excuse for Levy and O'Hara to sport pained expressions without exhibiting much of the improvisational wit for which they're known or have displayed, say, in Christopher Guest's films. Sure, it might just be an excuse, but that's pretty much every vehicle that they do is an excuse to show their comic brilliance. Like I said, Eugene Levy can do more with a single twitch of an eyebrow that will actually leave me in pain because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like that's their entire, that's why they're great comedians. Like, yeah. When Johnny tries to buck up everyone's spirits by saying, I feel good about this. Well, by the time episode one's in the can, that makes one of us. That is what? First of all, Nice with the, I'm totally going to use pro work, in the can. Hey, that one's in the can. That's actually not the correct use of in the can. Uh, in the can means it's done. Yeah. Not, not that it's been watched. <laughs> As for the kids, they spend the previewed installments much like their parents, exasperated by these strange new circumstances and completely oblivious to how absurd their privileged Bratty demands and whining must sound to the motel's bemused desk assistant. Okay. Congratulations. You explained the joke to the point that even I don't think it's funny anymore. So Yeah, now I don't like the show. <laughs> that is great. Wow. Yeah. You just beat this show like dander out of a carpet. Just hung it over <laughs> a railing and pounded it <laughs> with a <laughs> tennis racket. Completely oblivious to how absurd they're privileged about yeah. Yep. That's right. Uh, that, but funny. Of course. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yes, and funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're almost there. Have you ever stood in a room completely nude in February with a, just a fluorescent light above your head and looked at yourself in a mirror? That's how I'm going to review this, <laughs> this show. With all the humor of a department <laughs> store dressing room. Sitcoms have long reveled in this fish-out-of-water formula. Oh, we finally got it. You finally got it. Because a couple acres. paragraphs up, you were... I think there's only been three. There's this one, Green Acres, <laughs> and Perfect Strangers. <laughs> yeah, they've long reveled in this fish-out-of-water formula. But almost every gag here, starting with the name, is of the lowbrow variety. Oh, Brian Lowry. I work for Variety. Lowbrow. <laughs> Such is a town sign in which the early inhabitants appear to be engaging in an activity that wouldn't be featured on most brochures. <laughs> While one can appreciate why Levy would relish the opportunity to work with his progeny, including... Um, <laughs> yes. Twyla, yeah. who is his Twyla. daughter. Yeah, Twyla is his daughter, yeah. This is the sort of slapdash exercise that can give nepotism a bad name. Actually, is the one example that it might give it a good name. <laughs> it's the yeah. one example that it actually worked out. 
Yeah, it's like when has when has nepotism ever been a good thing? It's like, well, there was Shit's well, Creek. <laughs> Ronan Farrow, I guess. And, Ronan you know, Farrow. I don't know. Well, that's that's about it. Hard stop. And if it's similarly easy to grasp how a startup like Pop would be drawn to the auspices and to the Canadian partnership as a means of potentially making a small splash on the cheap, uh-huh. Shit's Creek leaves uh-huh. everyone concerned looking adrift without much of a clue, much less a paddle. <laughs> Kadow. Uh, you know, yeah, that is Kablamo. rarely, uh, rarely do you get again i think this is the conundrum that that reviewers run into yeah they are kind of out in front they're first yeah and they're like some some sympathy for that i do Um, until i read it and then i'm like wow you the last thing you should be doing is judging entertainment or judging comedy maybe you're good at like you know rom-coms or you know what i mean like maybe you have some insight somewhere but yeah, for maybe comedy, this, just, this obviously isn't your area. Citizen critics. Here are some citizen critic reviews. Uh, IMDB reviews. This one mm. is called Let's Give Eugene Levy's Son a Show. I agree. In hindsight, by, I agree. By Bal Bindersmith. Bal Bindersmith. <laughs> one out of ten. Just a single one out of the ten. Oh, you know my boy, Bal Binder. Bal Bindersmith. One out of ten. Come hey, on, don't, man. Don't bend my balls. <laughs> hey, buddy, stop bending my balls. <laughs> You're a fucking real ball bender. I mean, we've never heard of him, and when I click on his name, I see he has done literally nothing except MTV Live, which was such garbage, I never watched it again, and apparently forgot he was even on it, but so what? Question mark. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, you're claiming he hasn't done anything ever, except Except the thing that you saw saw him do. Nothing except something. (laughs) It was so bad that you forgot about it. His father is funny, so let's give Eugene Levy's son his own TV series. We can let him direct and star and write and executive produce and do everything else he wants and just assume that he knows what he is doing because he is Eugene Levy's son. This guy is first and foremost furious about nepotism. This might be Eugene Levy's other son. Does he have another son? Just because he's Eugene Levy's firstborn son. <laughs> we can throw a ton of taxpayers' money at him and let there him have can, his own there show. There you go. CBC, man. This is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, yeah, taxpayers' money. Yeah, even Canadians are just like, this yeah. is what my taxpayer... <laughs> yeah, it's great. I wish Americans... I wish my taxpayer money went to this. Come on. You live in Canada. What are you worried about? Yeah, honestly. After watching this show, I am completely surprised to see that it was not very funny. <laughs> O'Hara and Eugene Levy were funny, but Eugene Levy's son wasn't. It's <laughs> right. Daniel Levy. Oh, with pull the, the reins, buddy. The writing stunk, and so did the show. It doesn't <laughs> make sense because Eugene Levy's son is Eugene Levy's son, so genetically speaking, <laughs> I'm not, I won't even say his goddamn name. <laughs> 
fuck him. <laughs> so genetically speaking, as you do, it's pretty much guaranteed <laughs> that the show should be awesome. Yet, it is not. I cannot tell you how thankful I am that there wasn't another Eugene Levy's son. Eugene Levy's son is Eugene Levy's son, and what Eugene Levy's son is going to do is what Eugene Levy's son is going to do. I'm like, okay, I got it. Genetically son, speaking. If Eugene Levy's son is Eugene Levy's son, then Eugene Levy's son is still going to be Eugene Levy's son. Son of Eugene Levy. Is this one of those riddles? <laughs> is is the doctor Eugene Levy's son's mother? <laughs> So genetically speaking, it's pretty much guaranteed that the show should be awesome. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> Yet. No. <laughs> Yet? Yeah, that's your whole point. Isn't that the point you just spent several paragraphs making? That why are we giving Eugene Levy's son a show just because he's Eugene Levy's son? It's like, well, right. Then right. you argue that he should be funny? That's, yeah. Maybe that's why they gave him a show. I don't yeah, know. Genetically speaking, yeah. Genetically speaking. Listen, I mean, I'm gonna I don't put think this, people... I want, I'm going to put this in genetic terms. <laughs> I'm only going to speak in DNA base pairs at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put this in sequences you can understand. <laughs> this is actually the science that I do. Part yeah, of yeah. This, this is your area. This is my area. We finally, we finally stumbled we into finally it. We finally stumbled into it. You're fucking weird, you know. Not astrology. Astrology, yeah. Your time. Anyway, let's give him some more money to do another season, because if anyone can turn this show around, it's Eugene Levy's son. He's Eugene Levy's son. <laughs> Why does he keep saying it? Eugene Levy's son. He's Eugene Levy's son, and he should therefore have his very own TV show. Oh my good lord. It is insane how much Eugene Levy's son was just said in that. Literally, Eugene Levy's exclamation point, son, exclamation point. I'm going to read some reviews uh, of some apothecaries. In this show, David opens an apothecary uh, in the small town of Schitt's Creek. Uh, this is a review of the uh, place, a place in uh, upstate New York called Beekman 1802. They were in the news for having a Rose Apothecary pop-up shop ah, at their location. Really so they had like Rose Apothecary yep. products and the sign was out front and all that stuff. Right. Uh, for a brief period of time. <laughs> Three um, years. <laughs> Uh, Beekman 1802. This is a review by TL from about a month ago. One star. Uh, uh. I just sent a one star review on Beekman's site, but they took it down and didn't post it. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> oh, because it's a one star review. They had no right. <laughs> <laughs> Constitution. I have reported them to the Attorney General. <laughs> I've started a change.org petition. Uh, this is what it says. Front label says goat milk soap, but ingredients say differently. There oh. are seven other ingredients before you finally come to any goat milk content. <laughs> <laughs> I want pure goat milk to rub into my fucking oh, face. I just want, I wanted to feel like a goat is standing on my chest. Just fucking full on <laughs> yeah, full yeah. blast into my face read the label 
ingredients by law have to be listed in order of content of the product. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, thanks. Okay, I'm not going to read. He lists the ingredients and eventually <laughs> it gets to uh, Capre Lock, parentheses, goat milk. <laughs> Capre <laughs> Lock. Good Lord. Ew. Um, what are the like, other things? With like um, this name, to, like is sodium, sodium dodecyl sulfate? Sodium palmate, uh, yep. sodium cocoate, and yeah. or palm kernelate water. Yep. Glycerin, fragrance, parfum. So and all that course, shit is what makes it soap. Yeah. The rest <laughs> of it is fucking goat's milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. You didn't buy fucking yogurt, you jackass. <laughs> Anything that ends in eight makes it soap. Yeah. It's soap. <laughs> it doesn't smell like fucking processed goat milk. It's like they put perfume or something in uh, it. <laughs> I want to smell like I just crawled out of a goat's ass. Well, sorry, man. Like I you're the only smell one. Smell like Balky Bartakamos. <laughs> if you like all these other ingredients, then you may be happy, but please don't be fooled by the neighbors' boys. If what? You, by the if, neighbors' boys? If you like all these other ingredients, you might like soap. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking giant jackass. If you like cleaning yourself, then I guess you'll be happy. But if you want to rub a goat <laughs> lactate into your fucking skin, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed that the ingredients that actually make something blasts soap. of goat milk into your fucking maw. <laughs> this might not be the soap for you. Here's another review of the same place, Beekman 1802. Alexandra C., three months ago, one star out of five. We really only drove the four hours because I wanted to see the Rose Apothecary exterior four of the store, hours. paying homage to the show Shit's Creek. Who has that much free time? We only drove the four hours. <laughs> we went inside just to browse and walked away with nothing simply because we found the employees and customers rude and pretentious. <laughs> Everybody... <laughs> In the store. We weren't acknowledged. We kept getting elbowed out of the way and got to a point where we didn't even feel safe being there as my husband oh. had surgery and uses crutches right now to walk. Well, yeah, he probably wasn't safe for him to be out. People were walking right into him, stopping, backing into him, tripping his crutches, <laughs> glaring at him. They were just fucking with him. There was only two other people in the fucking store. <laughs> yeah, they just, were just every totally once in a while they would just shove him. <laughs> they would just swarm him. We slowly navigated our way back to the front and left. I guess crutch money isn't good enough for them. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Crutch money. It is rarely good for anyone. What, but... my crutch money isn't good enough for you? <laughs> hey, mister, take your crutch money somewhere else. Take your crutch money to another apothecary. It's like Dickens. <laughs> crutch money. Your crutch money's no good here, Mr. Torrance. <laughs> I don't understand what crutch money means. I don't Did, know. I think it's people on crutches with money. <laughs> that would be a tough stance for any drugstore to have. Just a picture of a guy on crutches with a circle around it and a line <laughs> yeah. through it. Out on the front door. We want the able-bodied to come in and buy the crutches for the cripples. Don't <laughs> don't bring them in here. They smell weird. No Irish, no crutches. 
<laughs> but we've drove four hours. Uh, the people who shop here and employees who work here have NYC attitudes in the middle of nowhere. Oh, <laughs> NYC attitudes. I clipped this, but the first line in the response from the owner is, thank you for sharing your experience with our team. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly go fuck yourself. Um, let me read something from <laughs> the Skindarian Apothecary. Yeah. What's going on um, at that place? Their commercials are, it's like. This is a nod to our hometown apothecary. The Skandarian Apothecary is a, an apothecary, basically a drugstore um, by the a pharmacy, by the uh, hospital in Cambridge, Harvard Massachusetts. Square. And they have been advertising on television locally for a long time. So a lot of people know they are very visible. So here's the first review. This is by Paolo D. Uh, from 2014. One star, horrible experience earlier today. My wife has had a hard time with breastfeeding, so I bought nipple shields for her. <laughs> Not knowing the size, I bought three different ones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question to ask. I get it. You can just Honey? buy what you can. <laughs> your hormonal Honey, wife. how big do you think your nipples are? I because. <laughs> The sizes are salami, <laughs> and then they go up from there. I bought three different ones. When I came back to return them, I was told very rudely that they wouldn't take them back. Yeah, well, yeah, of course not. Did you try them on? They were all out of the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> and sir, I had you no bought, receipt. You bought butt plugs. Those were not nipple covers at all. Uh... <laughs> More than the denied return, which I could have understood, I was insulted by the attitude. Dismissive and rude. Well, you did. No hint of sympathy. sympathy. No attempt at accommodation. <laughs> I felt brushed off. I wish that he would have cried for three minutes over my wife's sore nipples. Like, there's <laughs> no empathy? There's nothing? <laughs> Needless to say, they will never see my wife and me again, <laughs> nor her nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Those sensitive, throbbing nipples. <laughs> you will see her nipples from a block away. <laughs> How do you walk into your house? I assume the, the sizes were like small, yeah. medium, large. It's like there was one size when he got home, it was just like, is your nipple this big? And she was like, are you fucking, have you ever looked at me in, when, in daylight? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Am I a mutant? <laughs> <laughs> One of them is actually a yarmulke. That's just not a nipple cover at all. Our dinner plates are smaller than these nipple shields you just bought me. What the fuck are you thinking? Uh, three sizes. I those are I I'd love to know what the change from the smallest to the biggest one. Honey, ones are these to play frisbee with the dog? <laughs> Or are these nipple shields for my nipples? It is a human woman. It me. Is, it is unbelievable. What veterinary <laughs> supply store did you go to to get these nipple shields? I could use did you have these to special order them as suction cups to scale the side of a building <laughs> and get to the top. These are enormous. Do these go around the dog's neck <laughs> to prevent him from pulling his stitches out? That's the size of these nipple shields. Take them back. Oh, three sizes. 
Get your money back. One of them was definitely the wrong answer. Uh, here's another one. Skandarian Apothecary, 2014. Oh, boy. Todd B. <laughs> one star. This place is great. This place rocks. Well, I must be missing the joke here. I've been here, let's say, a dozen times to refill prescriptions <laughs> for my cat. Oh, boy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They are compounds and as such need to be called in well ahead of time, but yet within some mystical window because they will not keep them in a fridge for a day. We're never on the same page with this. <laughs> <laughs> the last time was indeed the last straw. The two brothers, reminiscent of the two codgers up in the balcony from the, the Muppet Show. Brothers. So Skandarian. <laughs> Skandarians are about as demeaning, condescending, and arrogant as one could ever dread encountering. Oh, yikes. Yow. I love how we compared it to the Muppet. I don't dread. I'd love to encounter those Muppets. Yeah. Oh, they seem yeah. fun. Just, you know, talk shit with them. Like, yeah. I think they'll be fun. Right. Oh, ho, 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 yeah, ho, yeah. Ho. they love a good joke. Uh, the pills, two scripts, ordinarily come to $50. The compounding, which consists of grinding the tiny pills into a powder and combining with some gelatinous goo, <laughs> is another $45. <laughs> That's, it's, a, it's pharmacy. You can't do it at home. Unbelievable. Just I mean, take I feel, it on yeah. pharmacists. <laughs> uh, this time I politely cleared my throat and inquired why. Cue the ensuing pissing match. <laughs> he very venomously asks, You go to a doctor, don't you? Well, don't you? Do you ask them why it's so expensive? Yeah, I was pissed. I mean, who doesn't love revisiting those days of being spoken to like an eight-year-old who just wrote, Dad is fat, in crayon on a bedroom wall? <laughs> That's pretty specific. And it's super specific. I don't recall exactly what my response was. <laughs> I blacked, blacked out. out. I totally blacked out. Uh, I don't recall exactly what my response was, but it wasn't one of well of gratitude and well wishes. Actually, I don't think I said anything. Yeah, <laughs> I would bet money you didn't the say The security anything. footage says otherwise, <laughs> but I don't recall doing or saying anything. I simply gave him a look that could melt stone. Oh, oh that badass. Is, that is. I a, didn't say a word. That is a positive self-assessment. I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't challenge him in any way. Yeah. But the look I gave him. And that's when he tells me I'm the one who came in with the, how did he phrase it? Oh, yes. A big chip on my shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's when I pay, take my receipt, and very calmly respond with, Sir, if you don't want my money, then I'm more than happy to spend it somewhere else and leave. <laughs> wow. Withering. But here's my money. You know how I teach people lessons? I, I pay them. That's, Politeness. Yeah. Politeness, Deference. I pay. I tip. If you're into the whole kiss the ring vibe and fancy a good tongue lashing, then this will be your nirvana. Go ahead. Question their prices or methods. <laughs> but you'd better be wearing a cup and a helmet. It's going to get messy for you. <laughs> Which they also sell. I think I'm going to go in and question their methods and prices. Oh, oh, Greg, Greg, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. I'd like to see it. I'm going to. I'm going to go in next week. It's going to get messy for you. I'm totally going to go <laughs> in. I drive past it every day. Uh, 
Uh, let's move on to Yelp reviews of motels. Oh, yeah. Because that's a big part of the show is they run a motel. We talked about it earlier. I think it's a lovely looking motel. I would live there. It looks nice. Yeah. This is a review by Becky C, one out of five. I have traveled to third world countries and have never seen something this bad. <laughs> if this person's name had been anything but Becky, I would have been shocked. It's, it's true, actually. We had a large group and needed somewhere <laughs> to stay last minute notice. People love we that all the time. And, and yeah, anyway, a big group. Um, we should have known from the number of cops in the parking lot. <laughs> The filth in the lobby and the fact that the worker wouldn't go, the worker wouldn't get off of (laughs) the worker. They're not ants. Like, (laughs) can I speak to your queen, sir? (laughs) (laughs) The worker. (laughs) The worker wouldn't get off a personal call to check us in that this place was trouble. After clarifying that we needed non-smoking rooms for health reasons mm. and being assured that our rooms were, we <laughs> were greeted at the door to our room by a pile of butts in the carpet in the carpet. and an ashtray on the nightstand. <laughs> the fact that they there was an ashtray and there was just a pile of cigarettes on the floor. The room reeked of smoke and a smell I can Clearly. only describe as quote-unquote homeless person. <laughs> That's not fair oh, to homeless Becky people. Becky C. Yeah. <laughs> there was one towel which the worker informed us would be enough for the four of us. <laughs> that's enough. That is never an uh, argument. Excuse me. There's only one towel here. Yeah, that's you're, that's good. It's, yeah. Four I love people. that the worker is just. I. The worker informed he us. He is the hero in this story. One towel for four of you is that is not okay. <laughs> The bath mat is basically a towel. We'll use that. It's never going to (laughs) dry. The sheets were filthy. We all slept fully clothed. (laughs) I can just imagine these people sleeping (laughs) like vampire style, arms crossed over their chests. Yeah. (laughs) Our door wouldn't even shut all of the way, so we heard every car on the highway and every pimp that walked (laughs) up and down the sidewalk checking in on his women. (laughs) These are in quotes. Pimp and women. <laughs> I mean, they like have women is in quotes. <laughs> like, uh, what else? What else are you supposed to call yeah, I mean, them? On top of having filthy linens, the beds were in horrible shape. <laughs> there was a stack of mattresses out by the dumpster, and I believe they should all have been out there. <laughs> we call that evidence. That is, there's a stack of mattresses. Ma'am, that is an active crime scene. On the waiting to be burned pile. (laughs) (laughs) Police tape surrounding (laughs) the mattresses. (sighs) The only positive thing I can say is that the cops were there all night. (laughs) (laughs) That is, yeah. Yeah. That's the positive. Uh, Gurn B says one out of five. So far, I've been waiting for eight minutes and they appear to have set the phone down and forgot I'm on the phone waiting to make reservations. This is live streaming. This is somebody that's just. Oh, my God. I love that whoever was working just put the phone, like didn't put it. There's no hold option. They just actually physically placed the receiver on the desk and walked away. uh, Like, uh, hang on a second. (laughs) 
I called on another phone and the place only seems to have one phone line. <laughs> 10 minutes now. <laughs> 10 minutes now. 10 minutes. He's still on the phone. This is like a found diary. <laughs> Day 17. Yeah. I am still on hold. All has, go- all has gone quiet in the room with the phone. <laughs> So they're just listening to the phone and listening so intently. Yeah. Like, do I? Did you hear? <laughs> Are you coming back? <laughs> you have to give it to this motel front desk person who truly does not give a shit. No, no, yeah. Just put down a cordless phone on the front desk. It was yes. like, this is hold on, let's go in the next the room. 15-year-old <laughs> grandson of the owner. Absolutely. Just make it uh, out in the back room. Know. No, there's no extra, there's no more towels. All has gone quiet in the room with the phone. <laughs> While interesting, I guess I'll hang up and try another place. Time wasted? 12 minutes 12 plus. 12 minutes plus. <laughs> There's one final motel review from TripAdvisor. This is by Akeem J. I'd rather sleep on the street. (laughs) I like that. TripAdvisor has titles. They allow you to title your reviews. I appreciate the titles. This is by far the worst place I've stayed in. Mm. I found a cat's paw in my (laughs) pillowcase. In fact, upon further inspection, it was stuffed only with cat's paws. <laughs> That's what we call a cat down pillow. <laughs> they are not the good luck you're looking for. Some of them with claws extended. <laughs> Still. Like the beginning of a Twilight Zone episode. So I made the first of my three wishes. <laughs> <laughs> also a chest of drawers with no drawers in them <laughs> a cupboard with no back a double bed the size of a hammock made of concrete <laughs> what? it's like a weird Alice in Wonderland scene staircase that leads to nowhere <laughs> I used the cat's paw as a brush and I brushed my hair <laughs> a gravestone in the bathroom a chest of drawers with no drawers in them and a cupboard with no back. It's like, where? I don't think this happened at all. I think Akeem J might have, he might have been on acid. This sounds like a bad dream. This yeah. sounds like a bad trip is what it sounds like. Floors that melted when you tried to walk on them. I would not sleep there. If I if there was a cat's paw in my pillowcase, I'd be like, no, no, check out. Gotta go. <laughs> to check I, out. I gotta go. This is not okay. <laughs> That's a deal breaker. <laughs> uh, communal toilets with no locks. Well, okay. That's a downside. <laughs> a well with no bottom. <laughs> Mirrors that show no reflection. <laughs> it's terrifying. <sighs> Our neighbor had TV on all day and night and didn't close the door. It's the least worst <laughs> thing you listed right there, sir. Maybe your neighbor kept his door open while his TV was on. (laughs) A gateway to hell. Also, it was kind of (laughs) noisy. Judge Judy, nonstop. (laughs) Smoke detectors that scream at you in the voice of your mother. Also, noisy TVs. The HBO wasn't great. (laughs) Yeah. Unclear reception. That's our show this week. Thanks for tuning in, as always. 
Follow us on Instagram, as always, at Citizen Critic Pod. Also, leave us a uh, rating and review on iTunes, and uh, be sure to subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family about the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Shalom. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.